get that product out there quick and let it become you know, a way for you to acquire customers, not a way to acquire email addresses. You're listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience, a podcast dedicated to helping executives train their sales and marketing teams to optimize growth. Whether you're looking for techniques and strategies or tools and resources, you've come to the right place. Let's accelerate your growth in three, two, one. Welcome everyone to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. I'm your host, Chad Sanderson. Today we're talking about the dreaded software demo. The thing that if you are a sales rep, you always think, hey, if I get to this point, the deal's in good shape. And then always there is something unexpected that happens. But it's an important part of the sales process, especially as the role of buyers and even autonomous software buying happening today in the market. So it's an interesting topic for us to tackle. I'm sure you guys are going to learn a few things. To help us, we have Greg Dickinson, CEO of Amadim. Greg, thank you so much for taking the time and welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Looking forward to it. All right. So we always ask a standard uh, question at the beginning to kind of uh, give our audience an insight into you as an individual. And we like to say, if you look back over your career there's usually a defining moment or something that changes a trajectory or some event where you take something away from it, an insight that you glean that you continue to use throughout your career. And I would love to understand kind of what moment that was for you and what you took away from it. Yeah. So I was fortunate enough to join a company called Ariba in 1997. And it was without a shadow of a doubt, my entree into the software world. Prior to that, I was in Air Force, and then I went off and worked at a small company You know, when I got out of the Air Force. So Reba was my first you know, kind of re-entry. And man, I joined a company that had nothing but greatness. It was great leadership, great people that, you know, they had all done it before. I, I hadn't, I was just getting into it. And I really learned first and foremost that it's all about the team. And Keith Kroc, you are the CEO, used to always say, you know, he or she has the best team wins. And, you know, frankly, I was a little bit more, a little immature until I took that job. And it, I was always about myself and wanted to make sure I, everyone knew how smart I was and creative. And that really taught me that, hey, fit into the team. And as a team, you can win a lot more than the individual can. So that was really a, you know, a, a maturity growing up. And, and I kind of like to say, I got my master's and doctorate at Ariba around enterprise and so (laughs) so forth. So it was a great time. I'm glad and and learned a lot. I made a lot of good friends and, and uh, that was a turning moment for me. Yeah, for any for anybody else out there who's in the same age bracket as I think you and I are, Ariba's a great was a great company, had a great reputation, did some amazing things. So very, uh, very thankful for that insight. And so now now we fast forward and we're at Amadim. So help us understand what you guys are doing and then what the go to market strategy is and kind of what kind of things you're hoping to accomplish in the marketplace. Yeah, so it was kind of a, you know, a coming together of a, of a bunch of different things. But uh, my last startup was a company that was in the third-party risk management space. And, and it kind of always dawned on me that all the software we were developing was for the Fortune 500 and the financial services in particular. And Bosch weren't really doing a lot of help for that third party, even though we called it uh, third-party management. And then, you know, I uh, appreciate this. As a father, my kids came home from college in 1997 for Thanksgiving. And they said, dad, we have these online classes and they are 90 minutes long for 14 weeks. And we want to go back and study a certain section. Of course, as a father, I was all over the study part, right? So, <laughs> so I'm like, wait, music to my ears. Let's talk about that. And I'm like, what's your problem? They said, well, think about, you know, it was, it was the third or fourth or fifth week. We want to understand gross margin calculation. 
I, we can't even remember what week it was, much less what part of the 90 minutes we can go back and study it. So, you know, I, I said, gosh, why don't we just search the video? And they're like, great, that's it, dad. Let's go. Like, how do you do that? And boy, the light bulb went off that you couldn't search the video at, at all, right? You could search the tags, you could search the titles, but you couldn't search inside the video. Right. And then the third leg on the stool was I was doing, helping out some friends with some consulting and sales and SaaS businesses and so forth. And I kind of put those three things together and said, when was the last time you ever, you know, kind of went to a website, you know, Chad or Greg, we want to learn more about someone's product. And in order to do so, we had to click on the requested demo button, op pops a form, and we just abandon it and run away because we don't want to fill that form out because it's, it's just, do we know what's going to happen next, right? It's going to, A, it's going to be a week, week or two delay and they're going to, you know, you know what the heck out of us the next two weeks. So I kind of put those three together. How could I help the buyer and how could I, you know, use technology like video to help a business sell it to their buyers? And that's what we came up with. So at Amadim, we're all about, Amadim is not that complicated. It's my demo spelled backwards. And what we're trying to do is provide, you know, kind of an infrastructure for what we call buyer enablement so that your buyers can buy and, 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 and in a much more easy, pleasant way. And we remove a lot of the friction, a lot of the unhappiness and complexity of that, you know, top of the funnel experience where either you're on the website and you want a product experience or you're on the phone with inside sales and you want a product experience and it's not an easy process, right? I mean, 77% of all buyers, according to Gartner, said that they do not like the buying experience. And so that tells you a lot, right? You and me, Chad, if we don't like something, we'll go do something else, right? We're not going to you know, head down that path and say, let's see how, see how painful I can make this process. So that's what we're here at Amadim. We're, we're using technology. If, you know, for the sake of argument, think of it as Alexa on top of YouTube so that you have a video. But with ours, you ask it a question and it finds, A, the right video. And we have one client that has over 300. So it finds the right video and it finds the exact moment in the video or videos where that topic is being addressed, whether it's a software demo or a sales pitch. So it helps the buyer buy. Well, and you're, I mean, you're essentially, you hit on a lot of things that really speak to me right there. The buyer experience is something that I think most people forget about today. Not only organizations as they're, as they're designing, you know, demo solutions or, or leveraging technology like yours, but even in the sales and marketing. They, they have a tendency to forget that they're not crafting a journey for one of the employees. They're crafting an, a journey for someone who may start out at low interest, low awareness. And that journey across that kind of empathy map to high interest, high awareness, there are some steps there. And the more friction you can remove, the easier you make it to buy, the better experience your buyer is going to have. And you start to, whether you're aware of it or not, build credibility with the individual as they're going through because they know and can sense that you've taking the time to remove that friction from the top of the funnel. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, in, in the same Gartner research I just referenced, you know, it was, it was a pretty cool thing. They said that, you know, what, what most software companies forget is that when someone buys something, they have a job to do. And there was like six or seven steps along that, you know, problem definition and justification. But two of the largest were validation and consensus. And they don't do it, you know, although all of our sales processes are linear, they don't buy in a linear fashion. They you know, jump all over the place, right? And right. getting their, quote unquote, getting their job done. And if you make their pursuit of information difficult, then gosh, and they're, they're on their own. It's a Friday afternoon. They're trying to make a, you know, kind of a decision from 10 down to three. And if your information is not readily available, you've made it difficult for them to engage with you. I 
you know, in today's world, we have a lot of competitors. They're going to go for the one that said, boy, when I, when I was able to, you know, look for the information at on Saturday nights or Friday nights, I was able to get it. You know, people forget that when Chad and Greg are buying, we have a day job. And so (laughs) we kind of find that a lot of the, the, a lot of the research companies are doing are before nine and after six, but yet our processes, boy, are they good, right? For the last 15 years, we've invested millions of dollars in a rigid sales process. And boy, we'll give you a demo at one o'clock in the afternoon. And, and, you know, we'll tell you how we're going to do it. But first we got to do these six things first and so on and so forth. And, you know, you hit a good point, And that is, I'm not suggesting for one second, because I'm a pre-sales engineer by trade. That's how I got my start. And I think the demo is the most important part of the sales cycle. But people forget that in the top of the funnel, when Chad or Greg are, 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 are trying to get information about a product, we have so many sources of information we can go to. And so why do you kind of keep hold the demo hostage behind, you got to get Greg's email address and his title. And then will engage with you maybe next week or the week after, which is the average response time, which is ridiculous. I, I found time. I want to get information about your product. Why can't I experience that demo right now? Like a lot of other things I can get to right now. If I walk into a car dealer, I can test drive that car right now. If I go to a website and want to see what the hotel rooms look like, I can see now they don't maybe give them their email address. And then I call them back later. So I think we, to your point, right, we designed a lot of our sales process for us, right? So we get what we think we need and we, we have these metrics that we want to make sure we number of calls and number of MQLs and all these rigid metrics that we think, right, will help us predict the business. Meanwhile, we had this buyer out there that's, you know, saying, gosh, I'd like to buy your product, but I don't want to go through all that stuff. So I'll just go someplace else. I, you know, you, you wonder how much business of a car dealership, what you test drive it, how much business do you think they're giving away? Yeah, well, and I honestly, when I'm looking at software, when I'm looking at, at tech solutions, or I mean anything physical even, first place I go is I hit the website, and if I can't get to some type of video or some type of rundown when I want to, how I want to, then my, literally my next stop is YouTube because somebody somewhere recorded something. Now, the challenge with that is the customer doesn't control it. So I could be watching a demo of a product that's five months old and in software these or days. Or longer. Yeah, and, and and I'm looking at it going, wow, this looks like it's from 19, you know, 1980s. Well, the video is, but I'm not paying attention exactly. to that. I'm just trying to get my question answered. And yep. so really providing the technology that allows people to meet the buyer when, how, and where the buyer wants to be met is, is you know, it's the cutting edge and, and has to be done. People are voting with yep. their – they used to say you vote with your dollar. Now they're voting with their time and attention because there's yeah. so many different places they can be. Amen. I mean, you know, HubSpot did a survey that said that the bounce rate on requested demo on the website is 85%. 85%. And I think, I think you're right, right? So I go to a website, I've read a little bit. Now I go, I'm, I'm buying software. So that's the most important thing to me. Look, feel, you know, not necessarily how it does something, but can it do it? Can it do these four things, these four business problems I'm trying to solve? Can it do it? I want to know. And you're right. If it doesn't, then you go to YouTube. First of all, you got to find it. I built a, 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 a proof of concept for a, for a prospect soon to be a customer last week. Their videos were, I, I, I grabbed them off of YouTube, put them in our technology, which auto, you know, auto makes everything searchable. And they're like, well, Greg, this stuff's old. I said, I'm sorry. I got it off of YouTube. Like that's, and by the way, when I got your stuff, your competitor was right next door, right? Cause YouTube doesn't care <laughs> right. about the fact that I'm there to look at e-procurement and right next to it is the six other e-procurement vendors that do the same exact thing. Number one, number two, when I interact with YouTube, 
you get one piece of data back if you look. Number of views. With my technology, Chad came in. Here's the questions he asked. Here's the recommended questions he went on. Here's the topics he was interested in. Here's how much video he consumed. All of that information is now available. So I know, hey, look at Chad was interested in these topics, these can our software do these four things? Oh, then he started asking about pricing implementation. Those are buyer signs. I think I'll engage with Chad, right? So, right. you know, a whole other world of, of making, you know, what we call autonomous, right? Allowing that buyer to self-navigate through that process. And gosh, if they get satisfied with what they found, they're going to raise their hand and reach out and say, hey, I, I knew this about your software. Now I know these things. I'm moving forward with you. But it, it allows them to, on their own time, to your point, and you know, another fact people may not know is the average watch time on YouTube is two minutes and 37 seconds. So when you give a 60-minute webinar, mm, nah, people aren't watching for 60 minutes now. <laughs> Come on, right? We're just too busy today. We're, technology has not made our lives any easier. It's made us work from 6 in the morning till 10 o'clock at night, and we're always on. We're always dialed in. So if someone's on the train commuting to work, how about getting a demo on your phone? How cool would that be? So you've now, in 20 minutes when you're going to work, you walk into the office and say, I just saw this new technology, and I, I got a demo of it on the way into work today. Huh, that's pretty powerful. It is. And well, it's meeting them where they want, how they want, right? And and that yep. kind of changes. What's interesting is depending on what is being sold, right? What type of software. So some, some, you know, there's a spectrum. So some software is, is easy to, you know, think Slack or, or, or Hootsuite, right? You can just down, you, you can access it. SaaS model. It's not very heavy. And even for some of the larger enterprise type solutions, ERP, or you get into big digital, you know, tech marketing, marketing tech stack stuff, where it is much more complex and impacts a larger portion of the, of the organization, it changes the initial conversation that a person, sales rep, inbound, customer, whatever you want to call them, but that first human to human connection, that person's further along in the buying process. And if you're not precise about understanding what brought them in in the first place, it lends itself to going straight to discussions about price. So you have to train these people to understand that by changing the experience to bring them in in a frictionless way, they need to be frictionless in the way that they diagnose and engage with those customers, which creates a, another challenge, or I would say opportunity for organizations to even, uh, even fast track larger size deals. Right, exactly. And, it, and, and, and both goes both ways, right? If that buyer is able to consume and engage as they go and get the information, when sales does have the opportunity to speak with them, with that data in hand, they're not starting off at Thanks, Chad, for joining us today. Let me tell you about our company. Well, <laughs> Chad already knows about your company. He went to Glassdoor, as a matter of fact, and knows everything about you, your culture, your turnover, <laughs> you know, where your offices are, what you pay people if they're disgruntled. He knows everything about you. So, so why don't you start in on he's, he's here for a reason. He has a problem to solve, a business to solve. He's asked all these questions. Now you can be very strong in what you tell them and be a good reference and be, you know, personalize the fact that, hey, Chad, I know you're trying to solve these four business problems. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the value I can bring. And gosh, that now Chad says, geez, they didn't waste my time. I already knew, you know, some percentage of the information. They've now filled in the blanks for me. And by the way, you know, when I'm off amongst my peers and I'm off making my validation decision, 
they've given me a way to go back and and revisit that information and, and, and keep it so that when we're in a meeting and someone says, geez, I don't think that software does parallel workflow. So I don't know. Let's look real quick, right? It's a much better, you know, kind of digital experience for that buyer. And I think what people are missing is that, you know, I, I when I started Amadim, I, I read all, I spent like a year on technologically, can it be done? And second of all, like, is this a problem people would, would, would want to solve? And you know, I kept reading Forrester Research and Gartner and all the, the buyers changed. And I kept saying, so what? Like, like, explain to me at sixth grade level how that impacts me. And it wasn't until I started looking, looking at the data of 77% of buyers are, 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 say your process is complex or the fact that because of all the information available, you know, salespeople use the internet every day to learn everything about their prospect. You don't think the buyers do too? Like, <laughs> like, gosh, darn it. They're not, you know, they're not buyers. You know, they're, they're, they're able to research you. And so, you know, the reason they only spend 5% of their selling time with you is because the rest of their time is doing these, these jobs, validation, consensus, problem definition. So as a salesperson, you get less and less and less time with your prospects. Gosh, make it meaningful. Have that conversation like you just said and make it impactful and meaningful and memorable and help them buy. Uh, it just, you know, and I think you're right. You know, some software like Slack or Expensify, like these, these products they call product-led, they're, they're bought, not sold. But, you know, I was a- having a conversation with one of my mentors about a month ago, and I said, I kind of feel like it's back in the, like, like early 2000s when Salesforce came out and everyone and their brother wanted to be SaaS overnight. Gosh, <laughs> it took like 12 years. Right. right. For everyone to migrate from the client server world to first there were intranet apps and then eventually it was SaaS and now, you know, they're moving to cloud. So, you know, this notion of product led, love it. Right. Great. I, I think it's beautiful if you can download a trial, understand everything it does and, and, and buy. The majority of the conversion rates on trials, about 4%, because the product wasn't ready. The company wasn't really ready to do a trial because it's a Slack's model is less sales, more customer success. So you're not going to transition from, hi, I sell really complex software that's you know really difficult for you to understand on your own to automatic trial product-led conversion overnight. And I think the demo could be that stopgap to help that buyer understand what you do, present the value, and kind of, in a way, be a trial for them on their own time, has a lot of the characteristics of a trial, and help them become right that that buyer and don't forget they buy but then they implement and then they become customer sex and then they have support that video technology can take place the entire customer journey right once they're indoctrinating and self-learning they're not going to want to go back later and say hey i want to open a support ticket right they're, they want something right now yeah <laughs> they want it now depending on where wherever they are in in the buyer's journey now as we were prepping for this there was another phrase that um another perspective that i thought was extremely important i think that will resonate with the audience you had stated there's a, per, a perspective of software companies looking at their products not just as products but as customer acquisition tools and i'd like to dive into that a little bit would love to hear your perspective yeah, because I think what's happened is that as the internet has become a, a tool for a buyer and, and, and buyers have analysts they can go to, they have blogs, they have dedicated analysts that are all about their market, they you know, kind of have, are, are smarter. So what we're seeing the successful companies doing, you hit on one with like you know, Slack, Zoom is another great exma- example, Expensify, they're actually using the product as a customer acquisition tool. Instead of introducing the product eight steps into the sales cycle after you've kind of really made that buyer mad, 
How about introduce it much earlier? That's what a trial is. You can get it day one, right? And, and, and we kind of look at some of our customers are saying, well, now you can get access to the demo day one, right off the website, right? It doesn't take you know, a, a long time. So let's use the product, which is what people are there to buy, not your, your great copy on your website or your great graphics. They're there to buy a product Use it as a customer acquisition tool and get that, that, you know, allow yourself to get first mover advantage and get them indoctrinating with your, with your software before they go look elsewhere. I, I just think it's a natural, you know, I mean, how many times do you test drove a car with your plan of going to test drive the next vehicle and you ended up buying the first one? Because once you're in it, you're in it, right? You, you know, they, they, there's, I think it was either Harvard or Inside Sales said that 50% of all buyers kind of buy the software they're first introduced to. So, gosh, get that product out there quick and let it become, you know, a way for you to acquire customers, not a way to acquire email addresses, which is kind of what, you know, the, the MQL crowd is all about, right? <laughs> yeah, all of those stats, MQLs, meeting meeting show rates, all this stuff. I mean, all of the organizations have a tendency to build their process, their their metrics for success based off of what their organization needs, not necessarily the journey the buyer goes through and mapping to and, and identifying the friction points. To yeah, right? no, it, it's just. I, I, no, it's great. I, I talked, I won't mention that because it wouldn't be very nice, but I, I spoke to a VP of growth uh, about a month ago and, and, and we were chatting and he said, well, Greg, you know, tell me what you do. And I told him and I said, he said, well, I, first of all, I don't think the bounce rate is, uh, is 85% on our website. And second of all, I'm old school. Like I, I, I want, I want that face-to-face relationship. I said, okay, hold on one second. Is there any way you can validate the bounce rate? Because yeah, hold on a second. I'll it comes back. Okay. It, it's not 85, it's 93%. So I said, okay, my point is that for 93% of the time, I think face-to-face is the way to go as well, over the phone, getting the person and talking to them. But 93% of the time, they're leaving your website. You're, what relationship? Like you have like absolutely zero relationship with them. So wouldn't it be better to have a digital relationship with them and get them engaged? And then they're perhaps, if 93% of the people bounce, maybe only 30% bounce tomorrow, that's 60% more opportunities you did not know about. And then move it into your, as you said, old school way of I want to collect the email, I want to get them on the phone, I want to set up a meeting, et cetera. And I said, that's what I'm talking about is, is not replacing the you know, average 15% of those that will opt into a demo. I'm talking about the 85%, you know, kind of the dark web, the ones you don't know anything about. <laughs> Let's engage with them. You know, yeah. it's... It, you know, I was I, one of my customers threw his back at me one day, and he said, "You know, Greg, great little uh, you know acronym." He said, "Think about if we went into the Apple Store, and instead of all those beautiful glitzy phones and 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 tablets and iPads all over the place, where you could pick up and touch, they were all locked up behind a cabinet." And I said, "Hey, Chad, we we want you to see our product. Fill out this form, and and a couple of days later, we'll we'll call you for an appointment." You'd be like, "I'm I'm an Android guy." From that point forward, like you would not want that process. And yet that everyone agrees would be a terrible process, but gosh, darn it. That's the process on your website. And you're losing out on 85% possibly of opportunities that you could work with, talk to, cultivate, and put them in a good state of mind to then raise their hand and say, Hey, I learned a lot. I want to, I want, now I want to talk to a salesperson. 
Well, and it's a, it's a mind, it's a mind shift, right? It requires a bit of a mind shift, not only oh. from the, uh, from the sales side, but along the entire revenue generation funnel. I mean, marketing needs to shift it a little bit. Uh, sales needs to shift a little bit. Customer success needs to shift a little bit and understand that the way that they're engaging doesn't necessarily align to the old school methods that we're used to. And so if you're going to, if you're going to go out and you're going to say, you know, you, Let's, let's say I had a client last week. I won't name names either. I had a client last week who I was working with their, one of their sales teams and they were doing what most salespeople do, which is complaining about how high their quotas were and, <laughs> and, and how they were, how they were computed. And so what happens is they're computing anything, any comp plan is computed off what you believe is there. The beauty of this technology is it isn't about what's there. It's about what you don't know is there. But all the stuff yes. you're missing and you're not aware of, and that's, uh, I mean, that, that is often to your point, much larger than what you believe to be the addressable market or the available size of opportunity. So why not take the time to make sure your journey isn't just for those you know, but those that could be interested, set up the, yeah. the journey so it provides them with the insight, the access of the information when and how they want it, and then make sure your teams are trained and, and prepared to have the right types of conversations to drive it down to the next level. It's a yeah. it's an organizational process and behavior shift. I don't yeah, see amen. enough companies making. You open the door for heaven's sakes, right? I mean, you you, you, <laughs> spend, a, you spend a boatload of money on SEO and AdWords, and you're driving fifty thousand web visitors. Your conversion rate's one percent. Gosh, how about open your door, allow different people, we, we, you know, it's kind of like management 101, you manage people differently because they're different, right? You don't manage everyone exactly the same, carrot, stick, reward, blah, 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 blah. Well, what about, your, so you're assuming your buyers are all going to go through that one bottleneck request to demo or, you know, webinar, right? How about open your door, allow prospects to, to, to gain information about what your product can do. And gosh, it can be gated, it can be controlled, but, but allow them, you know, to, to come into that prospect. And, and, and the same thing on the sales side, it's interesting. I, we're, we're, we have a, a prospect right now who set, they're, they're, they're a large company, hundred million dollar plus company. They sell to a lot of, you know, some of their customers are smaller, one seat, two seat, 10 seat kind of licenses. And they said, yeah, we, you know, we shifted our demos to our inside salespeople because we, gosh, you just couldn't demo fast enough for, you know, these smaller clients. I said, how's that working out for you? I said, well, you know, in hindsight, we really didn't hire inside sales to give demos. We hired them to prospect and to build lists and then, you know, turn over. So, you know, we did a kind of a survey and it really doesn't work well. The, the, the buyers don't like, they said the first meeting is really not what they expected it to be, you know, buyers ask to see a demo on the first call within two minutes, according to those, you know, those companies that produce those phone call recorded metrics, right? So what we suggest is, well, wouldn't it be better for your, you know, your salesperson to say, listen, I've, I've created a digital buyer enablement portal. Here is our standard sales deck. Here's some, you know, some information. Here's our demo. And you can ask questions. You can follow. We've created a, a series of suggested topics you may want to look at. And, you know, here's some recommended questions we've created that allow you to kind of browse through it and interact with it on your own. And then, Chad, what I'll do is I'll tell you what, in 72 to, to you know hours, how about I get back with you and let's see how, you know, if you had any other questions, because I've given you a chance on your own, whenever you want, experience our product. Gosh, I think that's a much better use of the salesperson's time. And Chad's probably going, wow, this is pretty cool. I don't have to sit through a, you know, an hour long meeting, you know, just because I have four or five questions. By the way, 
the average buying team is six to nine people. So is that six to nine meetings? Are they all going to get on the phone at the same time? Or are you going to have a meeting and then they're not on the call? And then someone's going to come back and say, well, yeah, we had a demo yesterday with XYZ company and you know, this is what they can do. Now what gets lost in translation? The whole process really isn't very, you know, very modern, if you will. It's much more analog. And as a a wise person at, you know, one of the chat companies said, we, we, we've kind of designed our sales processes perfectly for the customer that existed 20 years ago. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. 100%. This has been great. So, all right. So let's change direction here a little bit. We have two standard questions we ask each of our guests. The first is simply, as a CEO, that makes you a prospect for many people out there. And I'm always curious, uh, if somebody doesn't have a relationship or a referral with you, right? They don't have built-in trust or credibility. What have you found for yourself to be the most effective way for someone to capture your attention and earn the right to that 15, 20, 30 minutes on your calendar? Yeah. So I like, so, you know, I'm a, we're a year and a half old, right? We're, I'm not going to say, you know, we're clearly not a big company, right? So I'm a small company. And if you're selling to, to Amadim, you probably should know the four or five or six challenges of any company of our size trying to, you know, to, to grow the business. So if your email is about something that I'm going to, you know, worry about, you know, two years from now, gosh, you, you've just wasted your time and mine. So you need to be cognizant, you know, that right now I've got a team, I'm building that team, but I'm not recruiting a hundred people. So your, your message to me about how I can help you scale to, you know, to look through, you know, a thousand resumes so that we can help you hire a hundred is completely ridiculous. So so understand where I'm, where I'm at, the size of my business, and gosh darn it, there's a lot of information to help you get that. And then market your, your, your information to help me solve one of those handful of problems that as a CEO, I'm dealing with, right? And, and I think the company, we're not technology inept here. I have a lot of technology that I use, and I use it because people have come to me and said, hey, this may be able to help you. And, and I, my next question is how? Okay, cool. And other times it's not, I don't think that's right for me right now, but it really is insulting and lazy, I think is the right word for you to kind of come at me with a solution that, you know, that, that, that I'll need, you know, two years from now when we're, you know, uh, uh, 50 or hundred people strong, it's just a whole different world, right? Like, like don't sell me, uh, I don't need, uh, you know, full fledged accounting software right now. Gosh, darn it. I don't need, you know, uh, th those large packages. I, my, my, my team of, of, of finances of one, Right. It's just a different world, right? I mean, so you have to, I think you have to know that. And you clearly know when you get emails that are, you know, generic and, and, and one of 4 million that went out that day, that that's what it's about. And, you know, and the other thing I think that really has gotten to be, as I actually was listening to a podcast this weekend that talked about this, and that is that LinkedIn used to be a really strong business network. And, you know, I'm getting a little frustrated by, Hey, I want to connect with you. I, you know, good note. I read it. I like it. I connect. And then the next day, bam, like a four page doctrine of why right. they should buy. I should buy. I said, come on now, like at least give it some time. And maybe, you know, uh, uh, the next thing is say, Hey Greg, here's what I do just real quick. If you're of interest, let me know, right? That's just a much more pleasant way to kind of engage. than you know, I connect and I say yes, and then I, I, I kind of regret it. And that, that's just not good, right? Not good. <laughs> you, have, you have buyer's remorse on a new connection. Yeah, on a connection. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it just, I don't think that serves that's a great. purpose, right? Uh, uh, uh. All right. So last question. We call it our acceleration insight. If there's one thing you could tell sales, marketing, or, or professional services people, one piece of advice you could give them that you honestly believe would help them improve, achieve their quotas, or, or beat their targets, what would it be and why? 
I think it's it's all about speed, right? It's you you. I, I will give you the direct answer, but it's 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 fast blank, right? Respond to that prospect off your website. The the, the statistics are not arguable. When Harvard and others come out with statistics of of the amount, the, how much you degrade your opportunity if you react slowly, whether it's responding to a prospect. Hey, we had a meeting yesterday. I had this question, or I was on your website. I want to do a a, a demo. Uh, Etc. All of that delay, right? That buyer's gone someplace else. Mentally, they've gone someplace else, and they're and they're looking. You know, th- this is a good fact, and you guys can go go to a company called Price Intelligently in Boston. They did a they did research on five thousand SaaS businesses, and they showed where today the average SaaS company has nine point seven competitors versus five years ago there was three. So if you don't react. There is nine point whatever right companies eight point seven that will that will gladly talk to that that prospect. So I think it's all about you know speed and being able to 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 get the information back and you know and obviously that's a little selfish because that's what we're helping companies do is to react you know instantaneously around the software you know product experience and demo. But I just think everything you read suggests that you know the chatbots have done wonderful in booking meetings right and i think there's some a good play there why because if someone has a question or wants to book a meeting they can do it then right it's not an email later so i think there's a lot of of avenues that can help an organization accelerate by being responsive to you know that that that, that buyer or prospect you know demand and i think you know delaying it and you know r- running it like a lot of companies have these processes where you know, first it goes into a pool. I got a round robin whose lead it is and all this process happens. And then there are three days go by the average, according to Harvard, the average response time is 48 hours. Yeah, it's too long. I mean, cause That's the last time I searched Amazon for, you know, a frying pan, it didn't take him four days to tell me which ones were available. Exactly. Anything today. Right. So anyway, that's my, you know, that's what I, I preach to my team constantly is let's just keep moving. Let's just keep responding and do our best to follow up as rapidly as possible, regardless of if it's a prospect, you know, kind of an opportunity, a customer, right? Even a support. Let's, how do we instantaneously make that, that customer feel that the question they had is no more. We, we made it go away. That's, you know, really where we are because they're in a hurry. They're busy. We don't, or we don't go to work with our feet up and wondering what our next meeting is going to be, right? We're busy. <laughs> right. Busy. We're right. All right. Perfect. So Greg, if a listener wants to talk to you more about these topics that we've touched on today or learn more about Amadena or something like that, do you prefer they come to you through LinkedIn? Do you want them to go to the website? Is there a specific location we can send them? Listen, all, all, all the above. I'm an eager opportunity uh, uh, talker. So <laughs> you know, go to the website, amadim.com. Again, it's my demo spelled backwards. I'm on LinkedIn, Greg Dickinson. And, you know, certainly would love to talk to anybody, right, wrong, or different. Let's have a conversation about what you agree with what I said, what you didn't agree, where your business is. That's how I learn. That's how I get, you know, get better. That's how my team gets better. Let's have a conversation and help see if we can help each other. And, and, and worst case scenario, maybe we'll learn something from each other, which is nothing to, to, uh, to be ashamed of. So uh, please reach out. Let's get connected. All right, Greg, I can't thank you enough for taking the time. It has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show. Loved it. Loved it. Thank you. All right, everybody, does it for this episode. You know the drill, b2brevexec.com. Share the episode out with everybody you know, and then Strangers Works too. Drop us a review on iTunes. And until next time, we at Value Selling Associates wish you all nothing but the greatest success. You've been listening to the B2B Revenue Executive Experience. 
To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.